Welcome into another Lockdown Bills. I'm your host today, Kevin Masseri, here with Nick Woe, and today as my co-host, uh, going to give you some bite-sized Bills information, your daily show here every day. Today, I want to talk about OTAs week three, um, some really interesting nuggets, and I got a, got a nice press conference out of Sean McDermott I wanted to cover, uh, bring to you today here on this breaking fresh Thursday edition. Nick, how you doing? Good, Kevin. Always glad to join you. Always glad to have you. I mean, it's always good to, to get you on here and get you get you out here vocally. I know you do a lot uh, writing wise, so it's Just always good to get you out here on, on air and recorded, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm a jack of all trades, you know. Yeah, you sure are. And I wanted to, <laughs> you know, first thing I wanted to bring up with you. It's, it's glad I got you here on Thursday. Is this press conference? We haven't gotten very many in June. Um, what are your initial takeaways from some of the things that Sean McDermott said on air? Well, Kevin, I think the number one thing we have to defer to from here until the end of time is whatever he says about Josh Allen. Um, that's not going to break any news. But, he, of course, again, if McDermott is at a podium, is at a microphone, he's talking about Josh Allen, and he called the QB situation, or depth chart, if you will, Kevin, in regards to Josh Allen, is a fluid situation today, which was pretty interesting. He was asked, um, is there any chance, you know, we got some mini camp next week, we got some spring workouts, we don't take these, it's the most serious thing, little grain of salt going into everything we see and hear out there in the field. Is there any chance that Josh Allen could be out there? And he, he didn't say no. He said right now it's A.J. McCarron, it's Nate Peterman, and between the two of them, he spoke a little bit highly, more highly on McCarron today. Um, really big fan of his intangibles. Um, but having said that, the comparison there, Kevin, is one combined start uh, between uh, one or two combined starts between uh, Josh Allen and uh, Nate Peterman. I, I, I'm of the belief that's going to change by the end of this season, uh, of course. But uh, uh, he's comparing their minimal experience to four games. He loves McCarron's four games in his one postseason game. Um, but uh, the most interesting was definitely about Josh Allen. He called it a fluid situation, Kevin. And, and I, just hearing that off the bat, I, it's, it's definitely a, a McDermott, uh, you know, way with words or how he, he likes to answer questions by not answering them. But I was expecting a de- – I don't know about you, Kevin, but I was de- expecting a definitive no that we're going to see Josh Allen. It was a little bit more leaning towards we're going to see Josh Allen with the threes. But he, he didn't say no. He said, you know – he said some football guy term where it was like, we got to keep our ear to the ground and, and, our, and our eyes eyes peeled or, or whatever it was. Uh, we got to see what Josh Allen can do. But uh, he didn't say no. There was not a flat-out no. And I expected at this point, before training camp, I expected a flat-out no. Yeah, me too. Um, and he said some interesting things as – um, some have noted, you know, what, what his comments on the DB unit, uh, which is a very strong unit, a unit that it's it's been looking really good so far in OTAs, Nick. I don't know if you've if you've read or seen anything about that. Uh, it's been a unit that's definitely going to pick up where it left off last year, and you know, Vontae Davis. Um, they're being coy on him right now, right, Nick? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think when you have three of the four re- returning pieces there, Kevin. I mean, you got to expect that it's going to be well, and when you lose one of the four pieces. And always injured games too. Yes, exactly. An oft injured piece that they were without for quite a bit, and you add somebody with experience, I think the expectation is high. I personally haven't thought that – I think that they're trying to maybe keep Vontae Davis um, uh, grounded, if you will. I mean, he has Pro Bowl experience. Um, He's been a top track corner, yeah. Yeah, he has has a good track record, and he's coming in, and he's basically – in, an, in a weird way, because McDermott doesn't do this, he's being handed the starting job, because a very rare thing. I mean, they say everyone has to earn everything 
uh, here. Uh, you got to earn it. Josh Allen's got to earn it. Everyone's got to earn it, uh, maybe except LaShawn McCoy. Um, but they've, they've – I, I think they've been tipping around. And they being Leslie Frazier didn't sound, oh, Vontae's amazing. Uh, Sean McDermott didn't sound that way today. But in terms of relationships, he thinks he's – he specifically said, he being Sean McDermott, said that he likes the chemistry. He likes what he sees between Tredavious White and Vontae Davis. And that, that's a great sign this early on. Yeah, and he he also mentions that same field on field chemistry with AJ McCarron. He seemed to always speak highly of him as a great teammate. He said um, AJ McCarron's been hooking up with Jason Kroon, backup tight end. Interesting, Logan Thomas being down with the knee injury, um, Zay Jones going through you know his injury. So Jason Kroon stepped up there in the passing game um, for five targets. So yeah, interesting yeah. note. I mean, it's a guy like more than Kyrie Lee and who made the squad at times as a blocking tight end. So I'd like to see a little Jason Kroon. You remember him from training camp at all? Oh, yeah. Actually, I had a cool video, I'll call it. He made like a diving uncontested catch, and I just happened to be standing there training camp recording. Um, maybe I'll retweet it later for, for yes, some followers please, of us. I think <laughs> it's, it's, he's it's a, He's another guy right there growing on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I even saw a take that um, maybe our pal Brendan Riley is a, a little higher up there. I was going to get to him. Definitely. He's running with the ones. Um, yeah. Him and Malachi Dupree, you're – training camp guys, even though Malachi actually had a really bad training camp in Green Bay uh, that actually led to his practice squad and then future plucking by the Bills uh, onto yeah. their active roster. So now he's kind of putting it all together and showing out what he, what he showed to be drafted. I mean, it was just a seventh-round pick. but Yeah, um, and again with Vontae, how we said that maybe they're trying to make it seem like he has to earn it, I think maybe that could be the case with some of these receivers, definitely. Austin and Ray Ray, who they drafted late. Hey, I know we drafted you guys, but uh, Brandon's been here and he earned his stripes. Uh, Malachi's been here; he earned his stripes. We're starting them ahead of you. Um, and having said that, I think in almost the same way, Kevin, you got to think they're doing that with Shaq Lawson too. Definitely. I mean, this is almost the first time that I heard McDermott say that it's time for you to step up. As in, yeah. <laughs> you're a you know we're, we're I don't know. Hopefully, they're just trying to light a fire because I think that Shaq Lawson has some. I think he was coming around last year. I think I, I didn't think he had as bad of a season as a lot of folks thought he did last season. Mm-hmm. He got hurt, and I, I remember he talking okay season two. And I, I, he's he should be fully healthy too, Kevin. Because uh, sort of off the record, I spoke to him um, uh, at locker cleanout day last year, and he did say that if they would have won that playoff game, that he was going to try to play the next week. Um, so he should be plenty healthy now. And yeah, I mean, he, he was not. He, he was. He was down on the depth chart, uh, Kevin, and, and that's he was. That's a former first round pick. So uh, and McDermott, it's 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 uh, Shaq Lawson and Ola. Uh, they rotated uh, a bit at defensive end. I'm not going to go his last name, Kevin. You you take a swing at it. Owa Gauzwa, right? I, that's it, that's it. Yeah, They're close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, him and him and Ola, I mean that's that's a guy that was plucked off the street essentially. Yeah, he was first round pick. And the coach just said before practice that you got to step it up. That was that was the number one thing for me, aside from the quarterbacks, because you got to put it up. The real number one thing was Shaq for me, but because it's a quarterback and a quarterback, we got to talk about that first. But yeah, definitely, definitely interesting to see where this Shaq Lawson saga is going to go, Kevin. Yeah, I, I am too. And with that being said, with receiver that you brought up, I mean, Malachi Dupree was getting first team reps. Um, last time now he's hurt they were getting Brandon Riley some reps. It seems to be that Jeremy Curley has that third and slot role locked up. Um, as he seems to always be making catches. He, do, he does seem like a fairly decent player, a guy I've, I've followed uh, closely. I, I do like the way he plays football. I think he's a good three. 
Um, you know, Zay Jones is in there at some point, probably for camp. Um, but you know, something Brandon Bean would say often, and I talked about this with Jason yesterday, Nick was it's still room to make the roster uh, better. And it being June, do you, do you subscribe to that? Like when, when, when is he going to be able to stop using that? Because these cuts didn't happen this year. Obviously outside of Kendrick's uh, linebacker, um, those cuts didn't happen this year. You didn't get your starting receiver being cut. So, you know, what do you think that they're doing there? They, they have to still be eyeing a number two, in my opinion. Uh, they got to be eyeing someone, but I, I agree with you with Jeremy Curley in, in the slot, Kevin. I mean, I, I had sort of an exclusive interview with him for Bill's Wire. Um, let's see how long ago it was. It was on May 3rd, chatted with Jeremy. Um, nice, humble guy. Um, he really does seem like a McDermott type of guy. Um, in the sense of leadership, I mean, he straight up said to me, if we're the best best wide receiver group, we got to get it done in the wide receiver room. If we're the worst wide receiver group in the NFL, we got to get it done in the wide receiver room. So he's saying it's up to us, and that's leadership. And when you think about it, you're not going to think of him as your number one wide receiver any day of the week, right? But he's, but he's definitely the most experienced guy they have. I mean, oh, mainly because of age, he's a little bit older than, than Kelvin. But so his numbers overall, year to year, Kelvin averages a little bit better, but he has the most catches for his career by far compared to anyone else. Um, and, I, and I really liked his favorite uh, football moment. Um, his first punt return ever uh, in his career, NFL career was against the Bills on opening day. Yeah, so, I remember that. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, I remember that too. I asked him about it. And uh, the exclusive interview, not to plug this one interview, but, oh, I did yeah. also, but I did also ask him about, uh, you know, I had him compare Sean McDermott and Rex Ryan because he has experience with both those guys now. So it was pretty, uh, it was a pretty cool interview. He's a good guy. But I really, I really like taking away that he seems to – I would almost – I'm close to putting him as a lock, Kevin, at this point. I think to so. Make this, yeah. make Especially this with this current unit. With this current unit, I think I'm going to go lock – um slot guy he even admitted hey i'm not a burner out there you know you think some slot guys burners you can go on the outside you can get a burner on the outside too um but uh possession guy and the leadership just um he he just he, he's accepted that responsibility and he's only been here a few weeks and i got it think sean mcdermott loves that yeah i think so too and i i've actually already bought into the bills thinking they have a they're a set at the three through six or seven you know whatever wide receivers they're thinking um I, i'm cool with that i think they have a lot of talent there at the back end with a couple of the draft picks um and then a couple undrafted free agents who've been you know robert foster a couple of guys that have been showing out um already rising up the depth chart as well as jeremy curley jay jones etc i'm fine with that nick from three through six i think it's fine i think it's what everyone else is um I think the number one thing they need still is a number two receiver. I just don't think you can beat around the bush and tell, you know, ask the question, Hey, when, what are you guys going to do there? And, and keep telling us, well, there's always time to improve the roster, but that's coming to an end here. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, the only thing you can start thinking is, Hey, um, I know the name Des Bryant keeps getting brought up. Um, you know, they had I, to have I, been I, in contact with him in my opinion. Like, Oh, absolutely. And I think you made one of the, uh, the, I think you made one of the strongest points, Kevin, about Jeremy Macklin. They had a relationship with him. I don't know how that soured maybe so much, or maybe they just aren't impressed with him anymore. And they, they're thankful that they didn't sign him last year. Sure. But, possible. I mean, but, um, I, are you going to see another, I mean, those, those Sammy and Ron Darby trades last year. Those are crazy. We can't see another one of those for a wide receiver, right? Well, I, I can't see that. Late July is coming soon, early August. So maybe <laughs> he's going to prove what, the, what this crazy is going to prove me wrong here. Um, but I, I've been skeptical of him. Keep going on there and saying there's time to improve this roster. The cuts didn't happen. So um, we'll see if the trades do for like a Demarius Thomas. There are some names we've gone over here um, that could make sense on a cap, cap sense and other sense. Um, I want to talk about a little bit more. 
uh, so we'll get into this, you know, you know, lockdown bills is your daily show. We're going to bring in the best bills nuggets with the best guests on um, the best co-hosts too. check out our show yesterday with Jason. And obviously today with Nick, um, another thing that I want to mention with Ryan Groy, finally getting first team center snaps. Um, how do you feel about that over Russell Bodine? I'm interested. I mean, it's OTAs. You got to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, but it's what I would have expected already. Um, it's Ryan Groy's got that. I think McDermott just loves that Ryan Groy is such uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he can play so many different positions on the line. Versatile? Um, versatile. Geez. And I should, uh, he's such a great reporter. He says it in front of me all the time. Versatile, versatile. <laughs> so he's such a versatile offensive lineman that McDermott just loves it. But I, I got to think that, I mean, in this new Brian Dable scheme that mirrors the one that's, I mean, comparatively to Rick Dennison's running scheme, um, com- compared to when Ryan Roy stepped in for Eric Wood a couple of years ago, I thought that he would have been a plug-and-play guy. Why even get Russell Bodine? I don't, I don't know. I know Russell, and I believe at the collegiate level, played guard, so he's a little versatility himself. But I would have thought it was Ryan Roy already, but it's good to see. And I think Ryan Roy um, should have been in there from the start. I don't know if he's just giving him his chance now with the media being around or what, but um, – We'll see. I'm definitely interested to see Kevin going for it when training camp starts, when there's eyes on these whole practices all day, every day, what transpires there. But yes, I, 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 I would personally have had Groy in there already. But yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. Again, I, McDermott, I know he loves these little things. you got to earn it. Maybe put that in Ryan's mind, trying to get a little bit more out of Ryan. I don't know. Uh, and I think it's true. It's just the whole, the whole thing grows. I hold over one of the like 12 that I've counted um, that are remaining from Whaley as well as – well, you I mean they went out and signed Vontae Davis, and he was the only one to not – wasn't he the only one to not go to the uh, non-mandatory camp portion? So I think that that might be like why they're being a little yeah. bit coy, Nick. Um, yeah. He, I think he seriously was at one point the only player that didn't come. So it's easy to throw a tiny bit of shade there to kind of show the rookies and, and younger players like, hey, you know, we're not going to just give this to you, especially when you're not coming to off-season workouts. So uh, keep that think- in mind. Oh, yeah. I think McDermott 100% likes to, I've said this before on, on Lockdown Bills, Kevin, that he likes to play those little mind games, whether it's with his own guys, whether it's right. with other teams. And we know Tyrod Taylor is not going to play this week. We watched him all week, barely make it through stretching. And there's a forecast of a blizzard for the Colts game. We know he's not going to play. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but he still says on Friday, yeah, we're going to see. Like, no? like, Sean, he barely made it through the stretching. How are we, what are we going to see? What Anyways. are we seeing? Right. <laughs> Um, interesting note already undrafted free agent Levi speaking on corner Levi Wallace is already rising. He's a second team of uh, opposite Lafayette Pitts, who are probably your two back end guys to be their final cornerbacks. Nick, um, any thoughts on Levi Wallace? I mean, what, what he's a, he's a guy that could have been drafted, you know, a former walk on, um, what are you thinking? Like, tell me a little bit about Levi and your opinion, anything you see, like kind of, how do you see that back? end? And we know how strong the top end is Taron Johnson to me is your starting nickel. Um, Gaines is your kind of Sharice Wright player, uh, probably fourth corner. Um, and then five and six, if they keep six, definitely five. I mean, it's probably Wallace versus Pitts. Like, kind of how do you see that playing out so far? Yeah, uh, yeah I think I think it's got to be a Wallace versus Pitts, right? I mean, and I think it's gonna if they be keep five, that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be, be that. Or both at six. And, and, and of course, uh, special teams, what, what these guys can do on special teams is, is going to make a, a difference here. But I, I, I'm a fan of Wallace just for the things you can't teach. And I know um, I don't. I don't typically make a huge deal about this uh, in regards to Josh Allen, big guy, big, your typical quarterback. But Levi Wallace is a corner, six foot. You know, you, right. you typically don't see these bigger guys there. And if he can hold his own, I mean, I'm not opposed to having a, a, a big cornerback back there. I mean, 
Kel, there are more than one Kelvin Benjamin out there. Well, there's one Kelvin Benjamin, but you know what I mean. There's other big <laughs> targets out there that we right. gotta that we gotta um, we, we gotta take so care Sean of. Jeffrey's it. coming. That's right. Good. There's a good example right there, yeah. Kevin. And, He's and coming. He had, He's always playing. I mean, if you might match up against Philadelphia, um, which they don't this year, but um, there are. I get what your I get what your comparison is. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Good to have. I mean, Tre'Davious White, not the biggest guy. I think he's five ten uh, area. I mean, it does that couple that inch or two. Uh, it could make a difference, and uh, if he can hold his own, uh, sorry Lafayette, but <laughs> hey, he's a guy that I could uh, definitely see filling in as an outside boundary if there was an injury to happen. Um, because I think they see gains. I don't know. I guess he could kind of be Sharice right where they see him in and out. Um, but I mean, I know they see Johnson as an in. Inside guy, you know, your slot guy, maybe nickel and dime. Um, but I think Levi Wallace could be trying to make a push for, like, being the main backup to Davis and uh, Davis and White. So we'll see, like, if he can climb that high, which he's already started to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, hey, it's early. It's early. That could be experimenting. It's early, but it's interesting. Yep. It's early, but it's interesting. Saying It's it's sort of – and this is the positive spin for Levi as opposed to the negative spin when we're talking about Jack Lawson, say. So it's early. Yep. Experimenting. But we want to. We got to see. We got to get to the bottom of this, Kevin. We need the experiment that we all need to see. Josh Allen with the ones. Anyways. I think well, it's coming. It's not going to come to camp, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not going to come probably till preseason game two. That's Kevin's prediction. Um, okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Matt Milano was injured today. Uh, Ramon Humber, obviously the, the natural fill-in. Uh, interested in that. I, I like the depth that they've built in the front seven. I think it's as good as it's been in a few years. Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, uh, certainly the depth is incredible how it just went from a, a Especially, uh, yeah, yeah, it did, really did. Before the draft, and, uh, I think we were all uh, maybe not sound overdramatic here, but we were a little stunned when they ended up getting a, a, a stud as in Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, that was that was a key thing. Well, that changes your depth um, right around right there. I mean, pushing a guy well, to Milano. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that was yeah. huge. And, yeah, yeah, no, they, they, they needed that. Um, I'm not I, – I don't think – Humber's uh, as bad as a lot of folks out there. I think there was more love for Milano than there was, I guess, maybe disapproval for Humber. I mean, they were both there, but uh, I think folks just loved the story that Matt Milano, you know, I don't want to say the little guy, but the converted safety to a linebacker. It's a a late-round pick starting and making plays, and everyone wanted to see him. And I think Humber is a veteran guy, and what more do you want from from a veteran that can come in, you're you're a young guy, come is out. He was injured last year too. He had a hand injury. I think he's a sufficient, a good depth player. And as you mentioned, Kevin, we're talking about not just the starters here. We're talking about the depth, especially because they play so much nickel. So really, they have a lot of two linebackers out there. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I, I'm I'm not mad about it anymore. This linebacker situation, they needed to address it in the draft. And I'll even give them credit. They they. I don't like to give credit because you know how I'm Mr. Negative mm-hmm. uh, Negative Kevin. Yes, but I they do. did. They 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 did a stand up job. Uh, adding to that they did i mean like i said plugging in a play uh you know a potential really solid player in the middle um you know a guy that's better than preston brown will immediately increase that production um you know it's pushing lorenzo and matt down the depth chart a little bit and you know having ramon to to back them up a uh, guy yeah. that i've i've preached for on this show um i mean you have Dion lacy obviously and tanner vallejo potential there who i thought looked better than milano um in camp in person um, but Xavier Woodson Luster is a guy that they plucked um, who played really well in limited time. Um, a guy I could see coming out of the squad if he can play team. So there's some decent talent at that position group, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising at how quickly it went from a liability and 
Um, really, it seems like maybe they are taking this position by position uh, at a time, a, a aggressing starter and depth because uh, it's a complete 180 compared yeah. to the wide, wide receiver I, position because they like didn't a, do anything to adjust wide receiver. Right. <laughs> like, but they did everything to adjust linebacker. Like I tweeted a few weeks ago um, now, like their well, maybe it was last week, their second unit is as good as their starting unit was last year. Um, I mean, you have Adolphus Washington, Harrison Phillips, and the, and the D-line in the front seven. I mean, you have Ramon Humber. Um, these are guys that were starting last year at points. So Eddie Yarbrough, um, that backup unit's deep, and it's it's definitely one that – one, like I said, three or four of those guys were starting, Nick. Um, so it's really good to push those to a natural backup role. And another guy I really like on the, in the front seven is Tony Palapoy. I uh, talked to my locked on Chargers guy. Uh, basically said he really came on as a really good rotational fourth defensive tackle. So watch out for that. Uh, yeah, camp. I have a uh, not as a reliable source, if you will, because uh, uh, I guess you <laughs> locked. I guess you locked on a main host there as a. Uh, yeah. You're not. You're not as good as our co-host. As co-host, but. Um, no, I have a, a Chargers fan, and uh, so always a buddy of mine. He's always, you know, your typical Bills hater. But um, <laughs> he said, "Man, so man, Tenny." He's like, "Man, I can't even say anything bad. The Bills actually did good on this one." I think it's a good pick. I think he's a guy that's going to sneak on the roster, similar to what they did with Cedric Thornton. Uh, I think he's going to be kind of their last rookie comparison, man. Yep. I think he's going to be kind of that, that last rotational role, uh, make that squad, and play some time if any any injuries there. So. Do yeah, like that signing. I think the defense is very deep and solid. Could they use a top end starter hero there? Yeah, possibly. Is that depth there? I don't think you're losing much. You know, like you mentioned, if if Lorenzo or Mac go down, I don't think you're losing a lot with Ramon Humber going in, Nick. Um, yeah, not 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 a, not a ton. And in, in terms of comparatively, I guess uh, wins against replacement reference to all the baseball. Um, uh, comparatively to other backup linebackers, you can have. I think those fans again happy they have something. Yeah, I agree. Um, and obviously the punter battle between Corey Carter and Colton Schmidt is one you should be watching. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> Give me some more of it. Uh, one that I still every year I think the backup punters. I thought last year was going to be the year, but uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, this yeah, year. I, did, I did too, Kevin, and I know that you're um, – I'm bummed. I'm bummed to, out. I know you're known for the Colton Schmidt takes, and uh, they are much appreciated, and I, I tend to uh, agree with you on, on quite a few uh, yeah, I mean, you should see when he punts like one of his seven that punts that are good, like the tweets that I get. Like, dude, that was one out of seven. This this isn't baseball. That's terrible. That's like a terrible <laughs> ratio. Um, uh, I love it. I, I, I suggest that Bill's fans put the Twitter alert on for uh, Kevin's Twitter handle and the word I just can't believe they don't think they – he was a holdover and he was a guy that they thought they didn't need to improve on. It's miraculous. Um, but right now, punt and kick returns going to be interesting topic, Nick. Nick, plug your stuff you're working on. Like, tell us where our you know listeners can find you, what you're doing. Um, oh, we're get some we're, stuff uh, in. We're we're slugging through the dog days of June, uh, Kevin. As you're talking on uh, just before uh, getting on air here. Uh, but Bill's Wire, yeah, our team is coming together. We'll, we have some. Uh, I don't know how to tease it. We have some some good stuff coming there. As I like to really say, it's very vague. But of course, next week you know, we got uh, some mini camps going on and. Our, our teams, of course, will be all over that. So, uh, for cool, your, cool, cool. Or for all your daily mini camp stuff, which is uh, next week, three days of it, uh, tune into Bill's Wire. Yeah, and I know Bill's Wire is like a written version, like a you know a real good version, digital version of you know what we do here at Locked On, kind of your daily nuggets, news, you know, OTAs, stuff that we talk about. You know, they write about. So, 
I'll give absolutely, that a shot. absolutely. We're, we're both pretty quick about it, so I guess, <laughs> guess we make a good one-two punch here. Yeah, definitely audio. Eat your audio stuff here as your daily show. Once again, we're going to bring you the heavy-hitting stuff here and lock down your daily show. Um, you know, that's that's just what we bring you. Check out the other editions as well. Some of them are really, really strong. You know, Bill's opponents, you know, whatever's going on, check out the other, you know, locked on uh, NFL shows too. It's always a pleasure. Uh, really appreciate you having you on. Can't wait for a uh, next appearance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it, Kevin. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you guys soon. And, you know, from Lockdown Bills, I'm Kevin Masseri. That's Nick Woten.